You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What up? This is Myron, and you are listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast, the Down on the Docks on the other side of the tracks, dive bar style podcast of and about the Seattle Mariners that you are listening to right here on the Odyssey app or hey, wherever else you're getting that podcast action from. We're not going to judge you, and those feelings go for our YouTube channel as well. Thank you for liking and subscribing. If you haven't, why don't you do that? And hey, if you like this show, give us one of those good reviews. You know, we like those five tool baseball players here on this podcast, but you know what we like more than that? Those five star reviews. Also, if you're looking for the rye bread gear, you want to get down, you want that street cred for rocking the rye bread, hit up at simply.cora. That's at simply.cora on Instagram or Etsy. She'll take care of you right now, right before the holidays. All right, that's all the house cleaning I have for today's episode. Let's get right into it. We're talking Cody Bellinger. He's linked to the Mariners some way, somehow. Maybe this could happen. We're also talking a little bit about Matt Brash. We haven't heard his name in any of the trade talks when it comes to young impact pitchers that maybe uh, trade partners would want. We're going to talk a little bit about Dom Canzone. Look, with Kelnick getting traded to Atlanta, this is a big opportunity for him. Maybe this was a part of why they let Jared Kelnick go. We're talking a bit about that. And, of course, Ty France. We've been putting the story off all week because it has been one of those weeks where we have a plan and then we get punched in the face with the news or non-news or kind of depressing news that we got out of the winter meetings. We're going to talk a bit about Ty France and what he could mean to the 2024 Mariners, especially if he comes out of driveline looking like J.P. Crawford came out of driveline last year. All right, that's all I got to say for now. So I'm going to shut the hell up. We're going to get right into this episode right after this. Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ball game. I want to see the ants. The Mariners are playing hardball. Did it again and again and again. Did it again. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the kingdom. So you've seen the reports uh, out about Ty France. It looks like he was actually out on the field recently. Baseball uh, Generations says Crawford and Ty France were recently participated in the Baseball Generations All-Star Game. JP serves on the board while while Ty joined in support this year, donating to help grow the game and all the youth. So they're out there on the field. But we have seen uh, Ty France kind of Following in the footsteps of what his good friend J.P. Crawford did last year, he's at driveline. Everybody's seen the the video of him in his underwear uh, hitting the baseball. Uh, 
to me, I couldn't be more excited to see that. Not to see him in his underwear, but to see that he's at driveline working hard and uh, making a change. Look, he's going into his 29th year. Uh, so uh, this is a great time to make some little training, uh, maybe eating, uh, workout changes to what he's been doing, what's got him there. Because, listen, this guy is a good hitter. We we saw it for, you know, the first, what, two years of having him as a Mariner. And then it's been a little bit erratic over the last year, year and a half. But he has also been banged up. Um, some people say that maybe, and by some people we're talking about Divish saying that maybe it was the how he came into uh, last year looking. And uh, I think you get Ty France back to being close to what Ty France was at the plate in 2021 and the first half of 2022. That's going to make a huge change because last year it was like he wasn't there all year until september yeah i mean hopefully it does him some good like you mentioned with his J good friend jp crawford who driveline put out another video that jp arrived down there as well and did the whole shebang so yeah hopefully it works out for him um uh ty france you know from what i saw you yeah you mentioned that uh had some good years, got hurt. That was kind of the 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 talk with the fans is, oh, he's hurt. That's the reason. But uh, didn't seem to be hurt last year for me. I mean, driveline can tinker with a lot of stuff. It sure worked for JP. Uh, I just saw a lot of him not being able to recognize the pitch last year, getting fooled a lot. I mean, that's something driveline can't really fix, you know, the pitch recognition. But uh, – I just hope that they, you know, help him out with his swing and uh, he gets his, you know, his timing back and and becomes the hitter that we've seen him be for parts of a season for us. Yeah, you look at last year's numbers and everything is a dip. And you're right. The strikeouts went up uh, 23 strikeouts last year he also to be fair though he paid played 18 more games uh but yeah you're looking at the power um in 2021 he had 18 uh that's when he really spiked with the power and uh seemed like that's what we were going to kind of get uh it may be more so you look at 2022 you look at 2022 he got 20 home runs and then uh you know eight home run difference this last year the rbis were down uh you know going into 2022 from 2021 everything was getting uh a little bit better um still getting hit by the pitch just like uh last year he got hit by the pitch uh hit by a pitch more than he ever has in his season he got hit 34 times uh 2022 <laughs> 21 times and uh, 2021, uh, 27 I mean, times. But yeah, the 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 chasing of the sliders, chasing the sliders like a fat man in the frozen aisle, you know, at Safeway in the middle of the night. That kind of stuff's got to end. Eliminate that chase. This guy is a 
unstoppable. And, and yes, he's got to hit the ball a lot harder. His uh, exit velocity was way down last year. Yeah, it just popped into my mind when you mentioned that he's, you know, we all know that, that he's close to the plate. Um, it would be interesting to see if driveline tinkers with that and we see anything different in spring training if he pushes off the plate or if they're going to keep that and maybe change something, uh, something mechanical in his swing. So I'm interested to see what uh, what happens. From what I can see from the people that have been dealt, it seems like Ty France, you, you've weathered the storm more than likely. I'm sure Ty France is definitely one of the guys that gets a lot of uh, phone calls. Um, he, if you go and you look at his, his contract, I believe he's an arbitrational player, correct? Um, he is according to the stat department here, uh, his base salary this year is just going to be under $8 million, which I think is a fair market value for a guy that can be, you know, a, an everyday player. You can play him at first base. You can maybe play him at third base if you need to. Definitely can can DH uh, a guy that can get hot. Uh, even though he's was kind of our steady hitter in twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two, it's coming streaky bunches for this guy. Yeah, I mean the one thing that isn't streaky is he does play a nice first base as far as yes. he seems to scoop everything that's thrown in the dirt his way. And he seems to always make that scoop. So that's important. Yeah. He's never anybody that is any sort of liability over there. I remember when he started playing first base, when we were still on the Evan white uh, train of trying to get him uh, right here up in the major leagues, as far as a hitter, he has the injury. And then you threw Ty France over there and you're like, Oh boy. And haven't had a complaint the entire time. Yeah, not defensively, no. No. And it's very interesting. If you would have asked me that in 2021, we're having this conversation a year or so later that you're concerned about a liability a bit at the plate versus in the field. I'd have been like, you're crazy. So I think to start off a season... I believe we'll see Ty France and how much of a difference he can make. He gets things right. It's going to be huge. Like I said, I think he was, you know what, hitting sixth, seventh. You just didn't really notice him at all until the end of the year. He just kind of turned into one he of these. He was awful. Yeah, you weren't relying on him. When he used to get up there, I mean, he was the number two hitter, which was the, is the number three hitter in baseball now uh, for us. And he did have – Quite, quite the waterfall fall off. He never's been the same since that run in at first base in Oakland. Um, also, this year he had the collision with the Tampa Bay Rays player, which I think was Paredes, I believe, right? Yeah, so, I think so. Yeah, I was there that day. I was actually I just got into town and saw that. But let's just say things don't shake out the way that the Mariners need it, and they they need another they need to make some other moves. I mean, this is definitely going to be somebody at the deadline that people are going to be going after. His contract is going up in 2026. He'll be an unrestricted free agent, or you could see the Mariners moving him maybe because you have this season and you have next following season before 
yeah, he got before he's unrestricted free agent. So that's just something to watch, I think, during the year. Basically, what I'm saying, I, I think France will be here, but I'm not going down to get a jersey at the store with two, three France on the back. Yeah, <laughs> neither will I. <laughs> uh, I do have my Native American uh, uh, Mariners 23, which was interesting that night because everybody was like, whoa, has he just been – he has Native American heritage that he's just been hiding the whole time. What the fuck? But I got the 23 was just for the year 2023. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices... Well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Dominic Canzone seems to be that half uh, outfielder that Jerry's talking about that they're looking for one and a half. So they're probably looking for a right-handed counterpart to him out there. There were some reports, I swear. Are we crazy? Did they say he played first base when he came over from the Arizona Diamondbacks? Yeah. And I have not heard one question. Nobody's talked about it. Nobody's asked the organization, uh, have or I've missed this, have they ever talked about him transitioning into first base whatsoever or doing some spot starts and you let Ty France DH a bit? Because I feel like that's what we're going to be starting to see, even though he's very uh, very sharp with the glove. I just think it's a longevity thing throughout a whole season for Ty France. Yeah, it's never been brought up. It's a good question. Um I think we looked at or someone talked about it that uh, he played 41 games in the minor leagues, but that's why we need you down there at spring training in the little scrums in the mornings before workout, getting these questions answered, finding out if uh Canzone is that, you know, kind of two way player that, that Jerry's looking for, you know, that can play a little outfield, play a little first base, use a couple different gloves, you know, maybe that other half fielder, outfielder is Caden Marlowe instead of him you know you just never know the Mariners like guys that can you know they're the super utility Mariners yeah they are and I thought what you were going to allude to instead of me asking the hard questions I thought you were going to be like you were a first baseman and a corner outfielder you get down there and show them a couple of <laughs> I guess that's not the, not the uh the direction we're taking that statement but 
uh, I, 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 I just, I wonder, I wonder how much of that or how many other, I wonder how many people, when we say this, we're calling and asking about Dominic Canzone. Uh, I know I, you pull up his numbers, they don't jump right out at you because he only played, I think he's played under like two months of MLB baseball. I know his stats pretty much off the top of my head. I know he ended up hitting 220, which I felt like he was better than that, uh, but he had the six jacks. He had a couple of games where he had uh, four RBI games. Played some decent outfield. I know you had a couple of criticisms on him out there. Not quite Jared Kelnick's um, defensive prowess. But, I mean, this guy puts the ball into play. I was going through all of his highlights, you know, on the MLB.com where you can watch their story. And all of his big hits and everything that you see that he does, it's it's all to the right pull side. So he's definitely a pull left-handed hitter. Yeah, yeah, most of them are, but I mean, his story's just not told yet for me. He's got, I mean, he's got such a small sample size, but man, he has some incredible power when he gets a hold of it. So, yeah, it's just, it's, it's interesting that, you know, if you don't have dominant Canzone, are you going to be that okay with? Letting Jared Kelnick go, and before you answer, uh, you know, and I know this was crazy, crazy talk, but look, the Mariners' most successful time as a team, especially offensively, was when we did have Canzone and Marlowe had his nice little run there, and JK wasn't around, and people were talking about that. And then you look at the end of the year, but you know, the end of the year, the, it was the pitching, right? But uh, Dominic Canzone, there's just something about him I still don't understand besides them wanting to only listen to the computer why he was not playing down the stretch because he came in here, did some damage, went through a little bit of slump, was heating back up, had a four RBI game down in Oakland, and I swear we saw him once or twice after that down those last 10. And... um as far as Cade Marlowe, he came up and he did what he was supposed to do as, as a replacement player. As soon as he started to fall off, uh, Canzone came in. Um, I know in Jerry's statements, you know, he's still talking about Canzone. Um, still surprised to see Taylor Jamel's uh, still a Mariner. I thought that was one guy that would have gotten dealt like the year before, year after, but he's starting to kind of like turn a little bit into uh, – just that, yeah, depth guy. Um, that was another guy I, I really liked, but there's just something about Dominic Canzone's swing I like, and and he's and it is the, the, the nice power there. Um, what do you see Canzone looking like in 2024? I know we have a small sample size, but what what is your outlook for him right now in December? I think he's he's one of your guys. He's just he, he plays most you know most of the time. He's going to get the lion's share of you know his five hundred at bats. At least that's how I see it. With the way this team is right now, he's going to get he's going to get a shot. So you don't think he's competing for a job? You think he's penciled in there to be on this roster 
probably in the every day in the lineup, at least when there's a right-handed pitcher. Yeah, I just I I think there's no question he's on the team. Um, I think they're all going to have to compete. Um, I'm, you know, I don't think they're giving him a spot or anything as far as a starter, but uh, I, I, I think he'll end up being, like I said, getting a lot of at bats and a lot of chances this year. Yeah, Dominic Canzone. Uh, he's two years older than Jared Kelnick, so last year he had 173 at bats. 38 hits, six home runs, 21 RBIs. All those home runs came with the Mariners, except for his very first home run. 657 OPS, uh, 253 on-base percentage. He doesn't like the walk, so maybe that's something that they'll try to uh, push into his game. And the Mariners are good at the the walk. They've, they're good at the walk and good at the strikeout. Yeah, the whole control of the zone went out the window last year, so we'll see if they try to rein it back in. Yeah, it was like, fuck the zone, you know? Yeah, that's when they went and they got their own can zone. Uh, Here's a picture that doesn't really get uh, thrown in there. You don't hear his name as much on the trade stuff, but it would be interesting to see if anybody would be go after a, uh, a brash. Yeah, he's a hot arm. Lights out stuff. Absolutely. He could be in any deal. And he's not too far removed away from being a starting pitcher. You've even, even seen him do multiple innings more so than the rest of the relievers. Also a guy that you could turn into a closer. I mean, the Mariners were giving him a shot uh, last year at closing games down. Didn't turn out all that well, but um, the stuff's there. Yeah, I mean, you start talking about these guys and brash and everything. It's just, it's tough, the whole situation, how the organization is, um, how do I say, not broke, but that's what some people say. And you're having to rob Peter to pay Paul and getting rid of guys like Brash or any other, you know, Gilbert, whoever, just to get some hitting. Uh, that's tough, but that's in the situation the manners are in right now. Yeah, it's like they want to go out and buy a, a new flat screen TV button to sit down and watch games, but they got to sell the couch to get the money for the TV. Yeah, the couch was Kelnick, <laughs> Marco, and uh, White. Yeah, more like, yeah, that's the uh, the, the, the uh, rec room couch. They at least sold the rec room couch here. I mean, and, you know, they, they also sold off a Eugenio, and they said – no, no, no to uh, tail, which we knew was coming. That one wasn't such a shocker uh, just because we knew we couldn't have four or five guys that are going to be up near 200 strikeouts. Uh, so we knew that was coming. Uh, the Jared Kelnick one, again, we were a bit shocked on uh, Sunday night, Monday, when all this went down pretty enraged of, of the reasons why they had to do that. I mean, with, with Jared Kelnick, when you look at the numbers there, you're like $750,000 for the season. Um, but that was to get rid of uh, Marco and Evan White. Marco, uh, uh, you know, a big contract at the end of his contract. And Evan White, just a big mistake of giving him that amount of money that early. 
Yeah, I mean, Kelnick was who Atlanta wanted. I uh, saw an interview with their GM, Alex Antonopoulos. Uh, I don't know if I pronounced it correctly, but um, he was talking with the media scrum like Jerry had, and he said that's the guy, the only position player that they've targeted so far in this offseason. They wanted him. So, um, yeah, and it makes sense for them to take on those contracts and then to flip Marco right away to Pittsburgh um those you know the main player was Kelnick. hi Frank. the reason i talked about on today's episode brought up dominic canzone can play outfield supposedly can play first base there's big talk mariners are linked to him i don't know where they're going to get the money i don't know what else they can sell uh i guess cody bellinger there's reports he's linked to talking with the mariners but the Boris guy, it looks like it's going to be 250 million to 300 million. Uh, 300 million seems a little bit crazy for uh, Cody Bellinger. He's going to be 28, but he definitely has turned around his career. I don't, did he go to driveline last year? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Whatever he did, maybe he sold his soul to the devil. Maybe he's, I don't know. He's a, uh, Let's look Cody Bellinger up. What are your okay? What are your feelings about Cody Bellinger? I've seen a, quite a bit of him down here in LA over the years, but uh, um, my thoughts are this: uh, I think he's a great player. Uh, the report I heard was from J.C. Morosi saying that he lives in Phoenix, and since the Mariners train in Arizona, that uh, he thinks that's a good fit. Well, half the league trains in Arizona, JP. So, uh, yeah, that makes reporting. sense. <laughs> yeah, that's the <laughs> fucking hunch I've ever heard. Um, like, but I, I heard he likes hamburgers, and they have <laughs> those, those, those uh, salary numbers to me, um, they don't fly with a Mariners team. I'd like to have him a lot. Yeah, I think he's a great player, but I, in my, if I had to guess, I think he's going back to the Cubs. Yeah, if you know, I think with Soto at the Yankees at the time this goes out, Cody Bellinger, I think, is the guy that is going to profit the most out of this free agency out of anybody. Otani is going to get the Otani numbers. And then after that, we all know last year was the year to buy, 2021 was the year to buy. This is the year where. There's not much left on the shelves here. And when you put up 307, 881 OPS, slugging 525, on base percentage of 356, knocking in almost 100 runs, stealing 20 bases, you can play outfield, you can play first base, uh, former MVP. He bet on himself last year and couldn't have made a better decision. Yeah. He did bet on himself, and he is going to win when he signs on the dotted line here in the uh, 2023 offseason in the 24 regular season. He's got he's going to cash in. And, yeah, it says Mariners should steer. Here's, here, here is an article. Oh, Soto Mojo. <laughs> Soto Mojo, Nick Cunningham. Mariners should steer clear of Cody Bellinger and free agency. I think they should steer clear of the 300 million for him. Uh, Mariners, though, we're seeing right here, John Morosi, like you said, 
It says here the Mariners are considering Coley Bender, uh, Col, uh, Cody Bellinger among their free agent options, as he reported. And like you said, he lives in Arizona. He likes to train in Arizona. Arizona has lots of Dave and Buster's, and in the greater Seattle area, uh, specifically at the Linwood uh, Alderwood Mall, there is a Dave and Buster's. So there you go. That's some hard hitting stuff. But uh, I mean, when you look at Cody Bellinger, let's not forget. 2017 2018 2019 i know that was a while ago that's when he was 20 that's when he was 39 25 and 47 and you go from 47 to 12 now that was the shortened uh covid season uh 2021 had a bad year 2022 uh the numbers went back up a little bit but last year it was buyer beware with this guy you know he went 239 165 in 2021 uh, nobody knew what this problem was. 210, and then you jump up a whole another 100 points. Is this a and 100 points? And let's not mention the highest batting average he ever had, including when he was an MVP. Uh, do you think this is sustainable for him, or do you feel like you could see him kind of coming back down to – closer to those 20 through 2022 numbers. I think he's going to be, uh, I think he's going to be, he's going to still have a good career and on the higher end of his career so far. I think that's how he'll project. I mean, I don't see him dipping that low, but I don't know how he's going to turn out. I mean, to me, he looked just high back in those days. So I think he was hitting the weed pretty hard and having a good time. And so he comes yeah, up here. Good, I mean, yeah, there's some good weed up in Washington too. So, but uh, I just think he's, uh, I mean, he literally looked high to me. <laughs> so that's what you're going with. He was yeah. high. He was high. Well, I'll tell you what the big change with Cody Bellinger was from 2022 to 2023. When I just look at this. He struck out 150 times in 2022. He struck out only 87 times last year. So whatever he's doing to bring his strikeouts down, that's what I think is a great fit for the Mariners. Hey, I'm glad you brought that up. I did catch something. You know exactly what he did to improve? What? He, he did that. Two, he changed. He's got a two-strike approach. Something I did hear something about this. He is going back more old school, you know, Back to uh, you know when you had Brett Boone on him talking about that, he has a legitimate two-strike approach that he's changed and has helped his career out. I'm glad Maybe. you jogged my memory. Maybe I'm high and couldn't remember, but you jogged it. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm glad you hit that moment of clarity there. Maybe I should add that Brett Boone um, two-strike approach on this pod. It's just like a three-minute segment. I know we did that in the middle of – a frustrating season last year, but that's a big change. I mean, you're going back to 2017, 40, 146 on the strikeouts, 151 uh, in 18 and 19 when he was the MVP, struck out 108 times. Uh, you know, it's pretty evident here. Um, he only played 95 games though in. 2021 and only 56 in the shortened season. So let's just combine those two because that's one season, right? 
So anytime he has kept these these home run, these strikeouts, I should say, down around a hundred, less than a hundred and ten, you have last year and you have his MVP season. Um, he's had four really good seasons out of seven and a half seasons. Um, as far as slugging, uh, last year, 525 when he was MVP was, uh, 629. That's out of this world, but this guy is a 493 lifetime slugging, um, you know, 260 hitter after it's all said and done. And, uh, this is interesting to me. Now, I don't know how much you'll see this going forward, but uh, he's stolen 82 bases in his career. He's only been caught uh, he's only been caught 20 times. So three out of four times he's he's safe. Um, that's not bad. And besides uh, besides 20 and 2021, okay, well, well, let's just say he played the whole season in 2020, except for 2021. This guy's playing 130 plus games every year. Yeah, reliable. Seems to figure it out and got back on track. Got superpower. Can play great defense. You mentioned he can swipe a few bags here. I mean, he'd be a great fit for the Mariners, but at that price tag, I just do not see it. No, I mean, if you're going to spend 300 million, you might as well spend 500 million and get Otani. <laughs> that's my old I mean, if the, let's say the mariners do did get him i mean that's the only move that they're gonna be able to go with wouldn't you say yeah this offseason oh yeah if you if you sign cody bellinger at that point you're just you're just picking up guys that want to uh need a job you know you're not you're not signing anybody over five million again after after that i mean yes you've shaved quite a bit off for this year i think you got room for one one of these guys and then you're gonna have to trade if that's exactly what if you're going for offense but which they need to what do you mean if you are they are so uh we'll see what happens i do feel like he is going to be a chicago cub again uh, they loved him um, that's a big market. They're going to come up with the money. You know, John Stanton doesn't know where his Macy's cards at, you know, <laughs> he's never charged anything in his life. Uh, so that's why I have a hard time seeing Cody Bellinger coming here. Um, Otani just, we're not saying anything about it. He doesn't want anybody talking about it. We're not going to talk about it until, until he's signed somewhere. Good. Uh, but, Cause he's not coming here. Okay. <laughs> And what would you give out one out of 10? Do you think Cody Bellinger is going to be a Seattle Mariner? I'll go. I'll give it a two for Kenji Jojima. <laughs> oh, number two. I remember Kenji. I was like, for a second, I was like, were they really tight? Um, uh, I want to say the Cody Bellinger signing here. I'm going to give it a four. Uh, the reason I'm going to give it a four is just because maybe, maybe somewhere in there, John Stanton and the Mariners will be trying to right the ship a little bit for perception 
for ticket sales, for revenue sales, what have you. But more, like I said, four out of 10, You're, it's probably a three. So I guess the rye bread and mustard podcast, we're giving it a three out of 10. I, I, that's, that, we, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. I just, we're Mariner fans. We've seen this year after year after year. Do not trust these guys. Do not ever once think that they're about getting, riding the ship. That is not how they operate. Well, here's what's going to happen if, if you run into John Stanton. <laughs> I uh, I'm glad you enjoyed that. I I did not get that job. I, did, I didn't, <laughs> didn't even get a call back on that one. Well, anyways, that's two part episode uh, that we started off yesterday. This is probably part. We'll see where they get numbered. We got. Listen, we talked about John Stanton and the go the 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 Grinch that stole Mariner's Christmas. Uh, hopefully, we are going to get a miracle on the corner of Edgar and Dave. Uh, uh, but it just seems like this is going to be one of those those tough Christmases. Supercross this weekend in the Kingdom, the Coorsbeer Supercross doubleheader. Get ready, Seattle, this Saturday night at 7 30 and Sunday afternoon at 2. The 1988 AMA Supercross Tour, Motorcycle Media, on an incredible dirt battleground that treats man and machine the same way. With absolutely no respect. See the best. National champion Jeff Ward, former champion Ricky Johnson. Tickets at all Ticketmaster locations, including the Bond, Tower Records, and Video, and participating Honda dealers. The Coors Beer Supercross. There's, there's been a lot to talk about, even though it's been frustrating, at least for uh, a show and producing standpoint. There hasn't been a dull moment. Uh, anyways, Hanno, now that I, I have you here in person, I don't have to use the AI of you version of, of, of the charge. You know what time it is. Get us on out of here. 